Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Thank you for joining me today. I am so glad that you're listening. You know, God has some great things in store for every single one of you, and I hope you're trusting Him with all your heart, with all your soul with all your mind and with all your might, that God would lead you and guide you and take you to great places in your life. He wants us to be alive in him. I am so very grateful to be a man that was, has been able to follow God in my life and to be able to serve him. We all have that choice. I'm so glad for my upbringing, but I'm so glad for people that have breathed truth into me. I was very fortunate, and uh, when I got into youth ministry, I moved to Vancouver, Washington, and I was under a great youth pastor. His name was Randy Hood. He's in Vancouver—excuse me, not in Vancouver. That's where I met him. He's in Spokane, Washington now, and the man was a man of God. He taught me as a young man the importance of prayer, the importance of diligence, the importance of working hard in ministry to win people to the Lord. He had built a youth group because of the power of God in him, and this youth group we had was close to 200 kids. It was an amazing, amazing time, and he brought me in to be a junior high youth pastor. But more than that, I just learned from Randy and his deep love for Jesus. And and th- those kids were so, so excited. I think there was 13 or 14 of them that went in to be in ministry. Boy, I wish we had that today. I was just talking to somebody about colleges and about ministry, and it's just so few people are feeling called to ministry or are searching ministry. They think, oh, how can we make it in life? We can't do it. It's like a different age. We need people to feel the call to serve God in ministry. I'm so proud of Boise Bible College over at the Christian Church has a Bible college called Boise Bible College over there on Marigold, and they are really developing pastors, and, and the Christian church is doing a wonderful job in reaching people. I'm so very excited for them. But there's so many schools that are not, and I'm not going to mention those names of schools, but I know some particular that used to be raising and putting out pastors, but they're hardly putting out any We need to pray that God would bring people in and God would lead our youth and some to ministry. I talked the other day about one of our kids that has a high interest in ministry, and and we're going to take him back to uh, uh, Calvary Chapel uh, School in San Diego, which my youth pastor had come from, which I'm telling you what, my youth pastor is awesome, and he knows the Bible as well as anybody I've seen in years, and what he's doing in our youth program is fantastic. But I'm so glad for schools like that. I can't can't remember the name of the school, but I know it's right out of San Diego, and it's a beautiful campus, and uh, and they're making a difference in people's lives. But we need children and youth to grow up knowing God and filling the call to spread the good news of Jesus. Because we've got a world around us that's lost. We have a world around us that needs Jesus, and we need leaders to help with that. But anyway... When you think about that, pray about that. Pray that God opens up doors for people to fill a call to follow in the footsteps of ministry, full-time ministry. I think it's very vital. I think we all ought to be in ministry, every one of us, whether we're a minister, quote, or a person of God that is ministering because God has called all of us to minister to people and to be uh, live Jesus Christ and show people Jesus Christ. The last week, uh, you heard last, I think it was thir- Wednesday and Thursday, I had Pam Algeron with me on the air. And let me tell you something. You talk about a dynamic Christian woman. 
it's no wonder uh, her kids uh, uh, love God. It's no wonder that they're doing such a wonderful job in, in children's ministry because they are deep in prayer, deep in devotion, deep in putting God first. People, we have got to put God first. One of the greatest weaknesses we have today is we are not honoring God with our time, with our energies, with our prayer. We're not spending time alone with him. We just we love God. We believe in him. We trust in him. But that's as far as it goes sometimes. We need to allow the Holy Spirit of God to move us in such a powerful way that the world around us will see Jesus. The world around us will see the power of God. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for our leaders. Thank you, Lord, for those that have stepped up to the plate in this world to make a difference. Lord, we have a lot of listeners listening today. Lord, you know their hearts. You know their mind. You know how deep they are with you or how shallow they are with you. And Lord, I pray that you would touch their life in such a special way that they would want to know you more. They would do what it takes to get to know you and to spend time with you. Oh, God, help us and help me. Lord, help me in my weaknesses. Help me to be strong in you. Help me to be able to be a living witness wherever I go, that the power of God would be seen, felt, and understood. Lord, I love you. I thank you for this radio station. I thank you for Beth Schaefer and her incredible love for you and her incredible love for our community to, to be able to share the gospel of Jesus. And Lord, I pray you'd be at every single church in the Treasure Valley, every church, Lord, that they would minister about you and for you and that people would come into their churches and fill the churches and they'd have a desire to reach out. The Lord, we would reach to that lost person, those lost families, those people that come that so desperately need you. Oh, God, help us to get out of our little cliques that we may have and that we would minister to that one lost, as I mentioned a few weeks ago. Oh, God, help us and help me, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've just kind of talked to you this morning, so I've burned half my show, but that's okay because I want to be real. I want to be touchable. I want you to know that I'm as vulnerable as anybody else and that, you know what, we all deal with issues in life and sometimes they're frustrating. Sometimes we don't know what to do, but God is there. He said that I'm going to be with you and he is with us. I just want to read a quick little psalm today and talk about it since I don't have a lot of time. And this is Psalm 120. And it goes like this. I call on the Lord in my distress and he answers me. So David, when you think about David, you think about David was a blessed man, but here he is running from jealous Saul. Saul suddenly wants to kill him. Saul suddenly has it within him to take David out. Here, a man of God. And so David, being a man of God, he loved God, he trusted God, but yet because of life, he was distressed. People, just because you're a Christian, you're not immune to stress, and you know that. Some of us, you get it more than, uh, some of you get it more than others that you have this stress of life, the burdens, maybe of your child rebelling, or maybe of your job situation's not good, maybe a relationship you're dealing with, maybe it's even in your spouse relationship. And sometimes the distress overwhelms you. And David said to the God, he was being honest with him, God, I, I call upon you in distress. He's being real. See, he's not hiding it. Sometimes we want to hide those things. We want to act like everything is perfect in our world. You know what? I found it 
lot easier in my life and in my preaching, in my ministry, to be real with people, to be honest with people. I kind of wear my feelings on a sleeve. If I'm struggling, my friends, my church, my family, they know it. It's just who I am. I can't pretend. It's it's just, I don't want to pretend. I want to be real so people will pray for me and lift me up, and so do you. But he says, I call on the Lord in my distress, and he answers me. You see, that's the key. You call on the Lord. He answers you if you will look for his answers. You know, many times we think all of a sudden he's going to shout out with a loud voice from heaven those answers. But that isn't how he does it. He rarely does it that way. He usually shows you through circumstances, or he shows you through his word as you're reading, or he throws you through, shows you through other people. He shows you insights. But you, when you're looking for the answers, you see them. I've noticed that in my life. I pray about something. If I pray about it and I'm not looking for answers, many times I don't see those answers. But when I pray about it and I start looking for those answers, I start seeing those answers. I start seeing the presence of God. I start seeing the hand of God in my life. And great things happen because God is faithful. He hears our prayers. Verse 2, he said, Save me, Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. Yeah, save us all from that. You know, save us all from people with lying lips. Save us, Lord, from having lying lips ourselves, from stretching the truth. You know, that's something I want to always work on is, you know, sometimes you say something that maybe is misleading, that it's not a lie, but it's misleading. And I, and I, and I pray this prayer, God, help me to be straight. Help me to touch my mind. If I start saying something that's not exactly accurate, to say it accurately, even if it is a cost. What will you do to you? And what more besides, you deceitful tongue? He will punish you with a warrior's sharp arrow, with the burning coals of the broom bush. Woe to me that I dwell in Meshach, and that I live among the items of Kedar. Too long have I lived among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. And you well know about David's life. He was in many wars. And David, of course, as we know, slew the 10,000, you know, and Saul, and that's where Saul was jealous because David, God used David uh, to bring down the enemy, you know. But David says, you know, I'm for peace. I want peace. In fact, if you if you read some of the Psalms, they're, they're about peace. They're about the peace of God and the things of God uh, in your life. And, and he wants peace. You know, I don't think any of us want war. They're talking now about war, the war of Iran, you know, talking about Iran and talking about North Korea and all these different things. And there's wars all over the world going on right now. But we want peace. David wanted peace. We want the peace of God to dwell. But uh, we need the Lord to intervene in the lives of people. People need to honor him first. And you need to pray, continuously pray for your president. Whether you agree with him or not, pray for him, that God would be with him, that God would guide him, God would lead him. I get so tired of the the fight between Democrat and Republican. Folks, we are fighting for spirituality. We're fighting for God's truth. That's what it's about. We are one nation under God. That means all of us, Democrat, Republican, one nation under God. Let's focus on him. Let's serve him. Let's be about him. He said, I call on the Lord in my distress, and he answers me. Folks, he will answer us. Thank you. Have a great day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, 
please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.